You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're going to give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're going to hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Process for Profit show. I am super excited today to dive into talking about how to pitch yourself on podcasts. And Anne-Marie is here, and she actually helps me pitch podcasts. So perfect person to do so. Anne-Marie, thanks so much for hopping on and joining me today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited. Yay. Um, so we actually met through when she was applying to do the podcast pitching. Um, it actually was really funny. She was applying for a community management position. Things shifted, things happened. I called her back. I was like, you know what? I need you to pitch podcasts for me. How about that? And she's like, let's do it. (laughs) Um, so you guys can read about her in the show notes, but Anne-Marie, why don't you dive in and give us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this and all that good stuff. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate the introduction. So another fun fact about our relationship is that we're both alumni in Michaela Quinn's Overwhelmed Over Book. And I think I found you originally on her for hire board. So it's like full circle, 360 in a small, small world. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, thank you for having me again. So really what I do is I help multi-passionate mindset and business uh, service pros and coaches get in front of their soulmate clients organically with done-for-you podcast podcast guest management and strategy. So it's not full podcast management. It's just a really small piece of that, which is the sales process piece. Yeah. Um, I'm also a high-achieving B2B sales professional in the technology space. So I do work that full-time. I do have a 9 to 5. I've been with my husband for 18 years, and we have a 12-year-old daughter together. Uh, I also work with my family as community manager for our nonprofit mental health brand called the safe place inside your head, where I was able to help grow the following 200% in 2020 um, from 16 months ago by building relationships and collaborations between brands, experts, and creators to be able to give them a platform to appear on. Yeah. So this, this is what like spurred me to kind of pivot my business from when I started in 2019 as a general VA was doing all those VA tasks, but I, I was really kind of called to and drawn to the uh, building relationships piece between collaborations and partnerships because I really do enjoy sales and just like bringing people together. So in 2020, when I was able to help do that for our family nonprofit, it was it's a big deal. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) I am a podcast junkie. I listen to podcasts like all the time. I don't even watch TV. I listen to audiobooks. Everything is audio with me. If I'm not listening to a podcast, I'm listening to binaural beats or nothing at all. So I was like, you know, I knew how effective podcasts were in building authority and credibility and trust. And I knew it was also like, quote unquote, self-process pitch to be on podcasts. Yeah. And I know most CEOs in their business don't even have 
the sales background or feel comfortable or they just feel stuck selling themselves as part of their marketing strategy. So here I am. For sure. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So many good things in there. So I know that, I mean, you touched on that just now was that I, there's no way I would do this for myself because it's just one of those things that kept getting put on the back burner over and over and over and over again. I'm like, Oh, I want to be on podcasts. And then I would put it in the bottom of the list. And it's such a huge thing I I mean, podcasting is so popular right now. Everybody's talking about podcasts or they have their own podcast or they want to start a podcast. So give us some maybe like fun facts because it's super popular right now. I'm sure there's like some interesting facts and figures about podcasting if you want to share some of those. Absolutely. So actually, these facts are based um, on just the US only. And this is obviously going to be a lot greater because podcasts are huge worldwide internationally. Yeah. But fun fact, I think we were number right. We were like t- number twenty seven or something in Croatia. I have no idea where Jacob found that information. Really? But we are some kind of something somewhere not here. <laughs> so sorry, oh, you're continue. Famous. You're famous internationally. <laughs> so uh, so seventy eight percent of the Americans are now familiar with podcasting. Crazy you think everybody is familiar with podcasting. But this is about two hundred and twenty two million people. And it's growing year by year by 5%. And obviously for 2020 with the pandemic and COVID, people just kind of shifted their ways of consuming content and podcasting um, is one of those. And so 50% of those Americans have listened to podcasts like you and myself. And then 41% of Americans listen to podcasts monthly. And as of 2021, this year is that's 116 million people, and it's probably even more now as of the time of this when we're talking about this. Yeah, yeah. But the I was really interested in this one. So the average listener listens to three to eight podcasts a week. Oh now God. that's not really? necessarily episodes; that's just the podcast itself. So for me, I probably listen to outside of the work I do for you and my clients is on my own personal side. I, that's, I probably listen to about 15 to 20 episodes a week. And that's just in my car yeah. when I'm driving. So at the end of the day, why does this matter? Because audio consumption is on the rise. And part of marketing strategy should definitely include that piece of it. For sure. I mean, you just said 116 million people, right? Like if you think about it as a business owner, how many people on like your biggest package do you need to hit your goals? It's definitely not 116 million, (laughs) but you have all these ears that are listening and that's like the start of your sales funnel and they get to know you and your style and how you teach. And then you kind of take them through this whole journey, right? Then you, then you put them into the free things and the paid things and whatever, but that's a ton of people that you can reach that maybe aren't doing, like you said, they've shifted their content consumption and they're not getting on Facebook because it's overwhelming. (laughs) They're not getting on Instagram because it's too much. They are like, I just want to listen to things and learn. So I think that's a, that's a huge stat that we should all be thinking about. Yeah. And I think the launch of Clubhouse um, in 2020 kind of uh, accelerated. Yeah. I could see that. I haven't done it yet. I want to, but I'm just like, all right, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off. I can't add the one more thing, but I do want to check it out. (laughs) You don't want to put that on your list. I know, right? I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) 
So I personally prefer podcasts though. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I think I would too, because I'm more of a like super efficient, like direct and to the point. If I want to learn a thing, like I want it to happen quickly. <laughs> so I feel like it would be great to do like conversations, but I'm also super introverted. So going into even just like a real room of people, I'm just like, oh, that's so much peopling. So going into a clubhouse room, I feel like it would be the same. And I would just like hang out in the corner and just listen. <laughs> peopling. I love that. that. It's so so much peopling. I am like, if you, (laughs) anybody around me knows me, like they can tell when I've had too much people. (laughs) So yeah, you have to like kind of take a break from that too. Yes. Oh my gosh. Literally. Yeah. I'm super, I am, I might not see like I'm I'm extroverted, introverted. What is that? Ambivert and whatever that is the middle one. I'm the middle one. It's fine. (laughs) Anyways, okay, so 116 million people are listening to podcasts. So we need to be on podcasts. But how do you get on podcasts? How do you do it? Doesn't just magically happen. No, it doesn't. And (laughs) it's so funny because it's like people think, oh, I want to be on the podcast. And then they don't even know where to even start. You know, they may have a list of like, this is my dream shows I would love to be on, you know, Dak Shepard or whatever. And then how do I get there? So 100%. just like any other sales process, you got to pitch yourself yeah. and that's called podcast pitching. Yeah. So pitching sounds easy, but it's, it's really not because there's a lot of things that go into that process. And we, you know, we're obviously going to talk about that here, yeah. but the first start is outside of, you know, finding the shows you want to be on. That's a totally separate episode we could do. once you find those, right? There's a whole process for that too. There's a whole Um, process for all the processes. There is. This is the best show to talk about it too. Um, But yeah, you have to be able to present yourself in a fashion and in a way that is going to break through all the noise because podcast hosts, especially the bigger the show, are getting pitches all day long. So you have to like kind of like separate yourself from the rest. Yes, a hundred percent. And this goes for so many things, but I have to, like, we have very limited time as podcasters because we're not just podcasters. Most people don't make tons of money from podcasting. Um, you make your money from services and coaching and things on the back end, right? So it really does have to stand out for me to even like consider it because we have so many things going on that if it doesn't, I'm like, okay, sorry, I don't have time. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so what are what are some of those like, what are some of those must haves then? What are the must haves that have to be in a pitch that is gonna wow people so that they will say yes, be on my podcast? Okay, yeah, for sure. So I'm gonna break this down in the way that a host would actually see that pitch when it comes across their inbox. So the first thing is that headline. We all know this. We all do email marketing in our business. We all know that the headline has to be like very, very catchy, not spammy, not clickbaity, yeah. but in the way that you want that, that either that host, because a lot of the hosts, they do their own, they, you know, sit through all their own emails or they have a, a virtual assistant that does that for them. So you want to make sure that stands out among all of the rest. So the headline has to be catchy. And rule of thumb is less than 10 words and really specific on a topic you're going to cover. So think about a blog post title. An example would be how to create a digital workspace without the digital clutter. 
which is something yep. you obviously do very well at. <laughs> and then, so you could even put that as uh, with like Brittany Dixon or whoever it is that you're representing. If you're, if somebody's doing it for you or yourself, your name. And then another thing you could do too is you can, if you go through the podcast and their episodes and see how they have the titles of their episodes, yep. you could kind of frame it around that because that's less work for them. Oh, here's my next episode. I don't have to think of a title for it. It's right here. Yeah. So, so I want to pause you because do. your headline was one of the ones that stood out for me. I probably, when I posted for the community manager position and it was a community manager VA, but when I posted for that, I posted it on Michaela's job board and oh my God, I probably got like 75 applications, <laughs> if not more. And I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do with all of these? Her headline was work with me. Here's why. And I'm like, but wait, I have to know why. <laughs> so I opened it. Yeah, right. And then I went through it and I was like, okay, let's chat. So it really does. I know it sounds so simple to like have a catchy headline, but it really does make a huge difference because the five people, I think I interviewed five people. They all had catchy headlines because I couldn't even like sift through the rest of them. I'm like, catchy headline, catchy headline. Here's five of them. Now, if those five wouldn't worked out, right? Like I could have went through the other people, but that was what caught me. And that's why Anne-Marie is doing her podcast pitching now. (laughs) Yeah. So that's one thing I've learned in my sales career. I've been in sales for over, gosh, 20 years. And some of my uh, prospecting I do is is through email. And it's something, you know, just practice with it. Try to see what works and then, you know, kind of test to see which ones do. You could even just put you know, just be straight into the point. I'm pitching a pod, pitching it to be on your podcast. Yep. Because that works, you know? So. Oh, it does. Because they're like, cool. Like me. I'm like, cool. You're pitching to be on my podcast. I have a spot open. Awesome. Here's this. Done. <laughs> like we as business owners, exactly. especially if you, most people with podcasts have their hands in a lot of other places. They're like, we've got courses, we've got coaching. So there's a lot of moving parts and you got to be fast and efficient. So definitely catchy headline. Are you ready to scale your business? Are you ready for focus, clarity, and systems to save you time and give you the freedom? you crave? Are you ready to work on your business and not in your business? Imagine this, waking up with your day already planned, checking things off your task list that are moving the needle forward and closing the laptop by 5 p.m. all while hitting your income goals. It's all possible. I scaled my business to six figures in less than 14 months with the right strategy, systems, and support. Hustle to Flow is my exact road to scalability framework that will get you all of that and more. Try it out today for $7 for seven days to see if it's a good fit for you because we are on a mission to support entrepreneurs who are on a mission to change the world. All right, what's next? Yeah, so that leads to the next part of it. So you open up that email, you caught their attention, and here's the body. So this is the important part of it. Like I've seen pitches come across where it's like literally they should have just made a PDF because it's like 15 paragraphs. <laughs> so at the very front, like what we call above the fold, yep. which is most people are reading this on their mobile device. You want to make sure the first couple of sentences are going to be eye catching to keep them to um, keep reading. Right. Yep. So you want to make the above the fold catchy and relevant to keep the host reading the rest of your pitch. So this looks different based on who's pitching, whether it's yourself or you hire somebody to do it for you. But it should ideally reference the name, like your name, the name of the podcast, and the episode that resonated with you all at once. 
in that one piece. Yeah. And it, again, it's got to be that catchy thing. Like you said, if it, it's 15 paragraphs, like I don't have time to read that. <laughs> like It's got to be yeah, fast. Absolutely. Yeah. Because think about it. If you're a host and you're like, oh, this person actually took the time out and listened to my podcast and actually referencing yep. an episode and they're kind of like getting on the detail of why it resonated with them, which leads to the next part of the body where you're going to share like the show key takeaways and nuggets, I call them nuggets, golden nuggets, yeah. and two to three sentences and how it resonated with you. So you have to make it all about them and not all about you. Yep. So what does this mean? This means you actually got to listen to their podcast. Yep. You have to listen <laughs> to their podcast and listen to like a couple of the episodes. And I always suggest to listen to one that's a solo episode and one that has a guest. And there's yep. a reason why you want to do the one with the guest. But if you could make that as part of your body really, really quick and they're going to keep going and they're going to like, I want to know more about this person. Oh yeah. If you you talk about me and how great my podcast is, I'm definitely going to keep reading. (laughs) Yeah. Because people like hearing that. They they like that flattery. So you want to make make sure it's authentic too. You you don't want to make it sound like very stuffy and and all that. But you also want to include like a short bio. And any relevant information regarding to who you are and why you're fit for the show. Yep. So obviously, if you're the one pitching yourself, you're going to talk a couple of sentences of what that bio would look like. Um, and then, of course, you know, that person who's pitching for you is going to include that as well. Um, and generally, that doesn't change much from pitch to pitch. Because yeah. another thing is, too, with podcast pitching, the template, it has to be customized for each show. It can't yep. be this boilerplate spaghetti against the wall kind of thing. So that part can always stay the same. You just want to customize everything else as part of the body. Now, as the host or whoever's reading that goes further down, they learn a little bit about you. They want to know, okay, great, Brittany's awesome, but what does she want to talk about? How is it relevant to my audience? So yep. you always want to choose one to three topics you want to talk about that are relevant, I can't stress this enough, relevant to their to their audience, but it's an extension to the episode topics you are referencing. Yep. So it may be an episode around productivity, right? But it's say, you know what, this episode is great about productivity, but here's the topics that could be an extension to the episode. So it kind of like goes more in depth to that topic that listeners already listen to. So you're adding on to that content that they've already put out there yes um i always like to i always like to format these like topics like bullet points and i highlight them so it's eye-catching and i format that in the form of a blog post just like that subject line so yeah that's what i typically do two to three and then make it easy for them yeah so the key points from that is make it stand out make it about how you can help them and their audience and make it like short and sweet and to the point. Like that's, that's really it. Because if you make it this long lengthy thing, it's not going to get read. If it doesn't have, if it's like, I want to be on your podcast. Cool. Why? (laughs) 
Like, how does that help me? And why should I take my time to do all the things to make that happen? Right. And which kind of leads into our next topic of like the don't do's <laughs> in a podcast pitch, because I've gotten some bad ones. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen this? Yeah. Anne-Marie? Have you seen bad podcast pitches? Oh, oh all the time. All the time. All right. Like, what are, what are some of the like, no no's like, do not do this to be able to try and pitch yourself to get on a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. So for the first thing I would recommend is don't use a boilerplate template. In other words, don't use the same template over and over, over and over, over, over and over for your hundred shows. Yes. And it's because it's not customized to each individual podcast host. So yes, it takes time, but it's quality over quantity. Yep. Which leads me to don't spray and pray. Yep. And that basically means like this is really common in the sales world where um, sales professionals to go out and just literally mail merge or whatever, like hundreds of people. And because it's a numbers game, sales is a numbers yep. game. And yep. This is a sales process, right? But if you're pitching to the masses, you won't get very far. Yep. So personal customization is not feasible because you're just being spammy at that point. So don't use boilerplate templates. Take some time and customize it. And don't just frame pray. Yeah, that's. Um, I think some of the pieces that I like the pitches that I get, um, which see, I always come up with like a spin on them. (laughs) Uh, Like I had somebody that did like air purifying and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know how that really fits in, but it could, right? Like I'm over here, like trying to think of ways, like how can we tie that into processes and productivity, all the things, but like you have to be specific and you have to really know. And the thing is, it's so easy to figure out their audience nowadays. You literally get on their Instagram Mm -hmm. and see who their followers are or on their Facebook and you can pretty quickly figure out who their audience is. So like you have to speak to that. You can't just be like, Hey, I do this thing. I'm like, there's nothing to do with what I do or what I'm teaching or what my people want. <laughs> like, it doesn't help. It doesn't. And, and maybe that goes to my next point is um, things not to do. And maybe this person is doing that is <laughs> they're like, don't just pitch in your own category. So if you're in the business category, a lot of people tend to just put themselves in a box because it's like business is business and their audience is yeah. my audience. So that person is saying, well, you know, I could pitch into the lifestyle category, yeah. but there's, you, know, you got to be kind of obviously picky of, of, of who you pick in that from a show perspective when you're doing your, yeah. your, your research is because it does work because um, let's say that you're a business and then you go and listen to a lifestyle podcast because those are huge on um, the podcast world yeah. and you do, you drop your golden nuggets and, They land in those ears at the right time. So you want to diversify your pool of shows. So an example of that would be, in your case, your productivity, your business. But you might go on a um, mom mom podcast. And the show could be about how moms could start their own business because as the mother is like cleaning the kitchen and (laughs) organize everything at the same time. She's thinking about running her own business because, you know, she wants to make money for herself and that kind of thing. So it all kind of ties in together, but you just have to kind of 
Yeah, and this is this is something that Amory helped with tremendously because I was probably in that bucket. I'm like, oh, let me go find all the business podcasts because they have people that are in business. But there are so many people that don't have businesses that want to start businesses that, like you said, the mom shows, the lifestyle shows, the health and fitness shows, the whatever that you are able to get into different ears that don't hear kind of the same things over and over and over. Because I do feel like that in the online business space, there is a lot of that. Business coaches are teaching a lot of the same things, right? Because why reinvent the wheel? But she did really good at, she's like, well, how about we think outside of the box? And how about we like pick some different shows? And I'm like, I'm down, let's do it. (laughs) But you have to kind of think through that and like, like she said, be very strategic about those because those are a little bit harder to make sure you're a good match. So there's a little bit more research that goes into those. Absolutely. But you know, it's one of those things you don't want to like cross off your list and just try and see if it works. And my last point of the do not do is do not pay to play. Sometimes you'll get a host with a huge following and they have hundreds of episodes and they ask you to pay to be a guest. It's actually happened to a client of mine, I wanted him to pay $2,000. Holy and moly. I do not favor, yeah, $2,000. And I do not favor this because this just means that the host is open to just having anyone that will pay to be on their show, regardless of how relevant they are to their audience. Yep. And there's like literally hundreds of podcasts, if not thousands, that are not. Venture to say thousands. I'm pretty, ones, sh- I'm pretty sure yeah. we've got a list of like 400. So. <laughs> so pretty much, yeah. yeah. But they want you to be on their show. Right, they need guests. Hosts need guests, and you don't need to pay for that. There's absolutely no reason to pay for being on podcasts. This is why it's another way to organically get traffic to where you want that traffic to go to. That is crazy! Holy moly! It wasn't me, by the way, because I would never. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't even consider. I'm like, no, just say no. (laughs) No, that's crazy. I, I. I mean, I'm sure it happens more often than not, especially bigger shows and stuff like that. But at the same time, like you also, if you're, if you would do that, you've got to have your systems together in the back end, and there better be some hardcore ROI if you're paying two thousand dollars to be on a show. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. You have to have a a well-oiled machine as a business to be able to do that. Yeah, that's like who was saying that? I think that was my coach that said something about like if you are ready to go on like the Oprah show or the Ellen show or like any of these things, right? Like you better have your stuff together in the back end because you're going to get that publicity. And if your systems can't handle it, that's going to be bad. So awesome. So lots of do not do's. Don't use the same template. You have to spend some extra time and research and customize. This is again, like you said, it's a sales process, right? I think of podcast pitching as a long game because there is a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that from a scheduling perspective could take a while. Podcast hosts also batch their content. Um, so this probably isn't for you if this is like, I want to be on podcasts right this second and I want them to convert right now, tomorrow. That's probably not your best strategy to dive into. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I okay. actually yeah. uh, heard of a host that podcast uh, or actually batches all their content for a quarter in one week. So if you oh. miss that, it's cool. timing too. So holy holy, that's they do intense. All their, uh-huh. <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. mine was yep. good and then a month at a time. Whew. <laughs> yeah. 12 episodes in one week. True. No, thank you. I, I would, I'd rather spend mine out. That's a lot. 
but yeah, again, she's got the system down. He's got this, whoever's got the system down. Right. So they can do that. But it, like you said, if you miss that time frame, like you're waiting a whole other quarter, just like our show, we're actually booked out. It's July right now at this time of the recording and we're booked out through the whole end of the year. So we're not taking guests until 2022. So a lot of podcast hosts batch and do their content. They don't have all guest episodes. Like we do two solo, two guests. So we don't need as many guests and we get a lot of pitches. So then we have to sift through them and schedule and do all the things. So if this, if you're trying to look for like fast strategy, probably not the best one. Um, but I do think that there is a ton of value in getting into other people's audiences and sharing your knowledge and, and helping to impact doing what you do. So awesome. Okay. So we're going to wrap up here. You've gave us some really great tips on why podcasting podcast pitching is important because there's millions of people. You've got some must haves in your podcast pitch template, some things not to do because we're just going to throw it into a folder (laughs) and it's never going to see the light of day. Do you have any like favorite productivity hacks or like business lessons that you've learned as you've been growing your business? Absolutely. So, you know, my time is limited because, as I said earlier, I work a nine to five. I have a family. I do a profit. I serve my clients. I also make time for tap dancing, do all those things. So time management is really important, but, but really focusing on different parts of the business um, is really important. So I actually am in your course, Hustle Flow, and I Kid you not, the ability to think in buckets that you teach within the business has definitely been a game changer. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Buckets, 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 buckets. <laughs> I talk about buckets, buckets, buckets all, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Buckets all day long. Like I literally am a disorganized person. So my, even my folders are color coded now. I got the, the, the buckets with the folders, the, the name of it and everything. So to me, that has been a game changer and, and how I'm, I'm running my business. So I'm really glad to be part of that. It. I love it. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> we have some episodes where we talk about the buckets. I talk about the buckets on Instagram. So go follow us over there. Um, Brittany and co.consulting. And I mean, honestly, just find me anywhere because I talk about buckets 24 seven. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing too, yeah. can I add to this too, that, can, yes. too that I never knew ever existed. And I've actually put it in my calendar to, to do this is that CEO day and yeah. or self-care for your business is I'm sure it's a thing. And a lot of people already probably know about it. I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> and I, I literally like put it in my calendar for the first of the month. And I take a day off from my nine to five just so Yay. I can do that. Oh my gosh. I love it. We're actually having CEO day in hustle to flow tomorrow. Um, so if you guys are interested in even learning about hustle to flow, we do have a $7 for seven day trial. Um, so hustle to flow.co forward slash join. If you want to check that out, we actually have like a co-working CEO day. So she was touching on CEO days, but awesome. Is there anything else that you think would be helpful or you want to share with our audience? Yeah. So one last thing I want to mention is just don't be a don't be afraid to diversify your marketing efforts and building your brand, even if it's off of social media. There's just so many other platforms to be seen and heard on and getting out of the comfort zone of always being on social media will definitely propel your business and help you move forward. Even if you aren't good at sales or selling yourself, don't be afraid to delegate that out. 
Yes. I love it. I love it. Never be afraid to delegate. You just need a system and you can delegate anything, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Okay, cool. Well, where can people find you? Do you have any resources or anything you want to share so they can come follow you and do all the things? So currently I am working on a, a free resource, but I'm not finished with that yet, but it's going to be a template that kind of outlines um, what I discussed today. But you could follow me over at Instagram at Anne Maria Social. So it's Anne Marie, A N N M A R I E underscore is I S underscore social. Um, and then you could find that Anne Marie Tamrowski over there on Facebook. And I'm also on LinkedIn. If you just type in Anne Marie Tamrowski, there's not many of us in the world. So you shouldn't have a problem finding me. I love it. So all the things she talked about in the template are coming soon in your own template. So definitely go follow her and send her a DM because I'm sure once it's ready, she can send it right your way. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and guys, we will see you all next time. 